Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning. Joining me for Every Day is Earth Day, I have an artist and a past therapist and a filmmaker, all the same person. This is going to be one of those a little bit different because we're talking a little bit about aliens. We're going to be talking aliens. That's right. In fact, aliens contact reporters to film a news conference about the imminent threat of climate change and request the reporters make a documentary exploring the alien solutions. And the filmmaker I have today is Steve Ferkins, who is actually really making a documentary about climate change. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, so everyone. So you, you are a guy who's, in the past, your job, per se, was as a therapist. And now you're a filmmaker, artist, and you've got this sci-fi climate change documentary coming out. So let's talk a little bit about that, because Every Day is Earth Day is about climate change, et cetera. So how did we get here? How did we get here? Oh, I've been in involved in the environment all my life, you know. I, I grew up in Minnesota, Blue Earth, Minnesota, and began doing uh, photographs of the landscape. While you were a kid? Yeah, while I was a kid. I got first camera, you know, probably in seventh grade and had a mentor that uh, helped me learn photography, and then I went on to... Do, do, do slideshows back in the early days, and then, you know. Who were you showing them to? Or just your, your own? Uh, college stuff, but then, you know, once in a while, other little groups, but nothing <laughs> huge or big. So what were your topics? What were you interested in back then? Uh, it's always been the landscape, just the earth. I grew up in, in the 60s and 70s, and they were... They were doing uh, shooting off rockets into into space, and uh, they're still they're still doing that now. They they just uh, sent the Webb telescope up there and sending back a couple of wonderful photographs of deep 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 space. But I, I grew up in Blue Earth, and uh, you know if you, if I think the uh, Webb telescope will be releasing a a photograph soon of, of kind of looking back there looking into deep space now but if they look back they'll they'll see a little blue marble floating around in deep space a little piece of dust uh, that's called earth and uh when i grew grew up it's the blue earth but when i when i grew up in blue earth i just love the landscape it's the, the great plains the prairie it's just just beautiful you can see the curve of the earth uh so that's there. kind of how you got involved in just your background with this sort of thing and now you've come out with a sci-fi climate change documentary and you were actually at the Sundance Film Festival in 2020 and pitched it as a movie. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. That was pretty pretty fun and wild. I didn't get any takers really. There was some interest, but then uh, it was January back then, and then in March, Corona, COVID, COVID right? uh, virus hit, and everything shut down for about two years. And so, yeah, so I had I had written the the manuscript. And, and the idea, probably three three years ago, right around this time, I started writing it. And it took how did me, it? How did this idea pop into your head? Is what I want to know about climate change, and then somehow aliens became involved. Oh, I've been following the climate 
change a story for a long time. You know, uh, Bill McKibben, a famous writer about climate change, uh, wrote The End of Nature back in 1989. And, and that documented pretty clearly already then that, you know, carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, human-made pollution, was was a big problem and was only going to get bigger and bigger and they 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 knew that then and Bill McKibben documented it. So I've been following you know the climate change story since then and uh so how did the idea of the movie start? I mean, had you been writing movies before, or did you just decide uh, all of a sudden? Did, I've done a bunch of little uh, films, probably oh. 15 uh, films. So I've been filmmaking for 15 years maybe okay. uh, and um, kind of learning the trade. Um, what else? In writing, in writing and, and doing art. I've been doing art all, all, all my all my life since growing up. But uh, it's kind of like the, there's the movie uh, Don't Look Up. And that was about climate change, about an asteroid that was going to hit the Earth, and, uh, and nobody wanted to deal with that. And so that was a metaphor on uh, climate change. It didn't deal with climate change directly, but um, more metaphorical. But the director of that, uh, got he had that idea of saying, God, nothing's happened on the climate change for years and years, and what's it going to take, an asteroid and going to hit? And... Uh, Right around the same time that he got that idea, I got the idea the same way. It's like, well, what's it going to take? A couple of aliens coming down <laughs> from outer space telling us that we're, we're in trouble? I mean, what's it going to take? Yeah, because people wake people up. Nobody's doing anything about it. You felt like nobody was listening. Yeah, no one listening. And yeah. So you started writing. And talk about this process based on your concern of climate change. Well, it's just, like I said, I, I've been following and tracking this story for a long time and, and just seeing it get worse and worse. And they started doing stuff about it, and they've had all these United Nations conferences, Kyoto, and, you know, Rio de Janeiro, the Paris Accord, and, you know, they, none of them have amounted to much. They, they got some some kind of recognition back in 2006, 2007, 2008. And, and, and the Republicans and the Democrats here in the United States, they, they were starting to think about doing something about it. And, you know, there, there was also uh, health care problems. And, uh, you know, they that was the start of Obamacare. But Obama got elected and they were going to do something. And the, like I said, the the Republicans were on board too, and then and then the economy went crashed, and all the banks were crashed, and they they had to bail out the the banks. And, and when Obama got elected, and the, the only thing they they could get done was was the health care Obamacare, but that just barely barely passed. So they spent so much capital on that, and and uh, nothing happened with the climate change and right around that time was when uh, fracking they discovered fracking and uh, natural gas and oil and you know the world had reached peak oil at, at that time and the oil companies discovered this fracking and so now then it went to be a glut on oil and and then all the money went to uh, oil continued to flow through oil and uh, nothing happened with the climate change thing or investments in renewable energy. But the 
Obama bailout kind of thing did include some money to get the a stimulus, uh, stimulate the economy, and there was some money for clean energy, and it wasn't very much. I, I think they spent $500 million on the bailout, but compared to, uh, you know, whatever, two, three, three trillion that they spent on the Okay, so that obviously has been formative for you. So let's talk about your yeah. writing and how that developed. Give us, give us a scenario and how this story unfolds. Yeah, I, I guess I was doing some uh, talking about the technical, political side of that and, and uh, just now. But, but I got the idea of, about the aliens coming down and started writing about it and researching, 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 did all this researching about all the different aspects of, of climate change. And, uh, and that's kind of what the, the movie's about. It does have a lot of scientific information and when the actors were reading through the script it was you know it took us over like four hours just to read the parts uh, about it and uh, so there was a lot packed into it and we had to cut all that down and uh, I, I made a uh, the first cut the director's cut was like two hours and 11 minutes and we, we cut that down even even further to take out a lot of the of the scientific too much stuff. Too much words. stuff. Yeah. There was so much stuff. So it was a... Because in the description, it says that the aliens are contacting reporters and they're having a news conference about the imminent threat of climate change. And they request that the reporters make a documentary exploring the alien solution. And then in here, it describes the opening scene with the three reporters waiting in a desert in the dark of night. They've been chosen by aliens to witness and film a news conference. The spaceship arrives, two aliens are beamed down, humanoids, a man and a woman. They state that if the Earth continues to warm, massive volcanoes will erupt and humans will not survive. The Earth must immediately begin to cool. The aliens make several suggestions to reverse global warming. The aliens ask the reporters to deliver the film footage to network headquarters for broadcast and make a documentary advocating for their suggestions. The aliens then fly away. The clock is ticking. The Earth is about to erupt. Can two aliens inspire three reporters to motivate seven and a half billion people to save themselves from climate change? It's the human race against the clock. So that essentially is a summary that I've seen of your movie pitch here. So how much of that is actually based on your research, the fact that, I mean, is there any truth in that we're going to have these massive volcanoes and things? Or is that some of that made up uh, liberties there? Well, the, the earth is heating and the, and the snow caps are melting and the earth is flooding, but I was speculating. It's, I'm not sure the science actually supports the idea, but the idea is that, the, you know, if the, if the glaciers and everything's melting, the ice caps, maybe the earth is expanding too or heating up and the tectonic plates are expanding and will create massive volcanoes and it's 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 kind of like that asteroid hitting the earth thing it's a little uh, maybe far-fetched but 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 partly what, the way i think about it here lately is that the movie is more of a metaphor about humans surviving on this planet and and it's almost like um, like a nuclear war, just all these fighting, all this uh, global warming is connected to uh, global warring. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if we don't figure this out, you know, you already see wars going on, and it's you know things are heating up uh, politically and civil <laughs> civil you know troubles and wars and you know if we don't figure it out, uh, it, it's a metaphor for you know the the world exploding into not only man-made climate change troubles, but you know global war warming and global warring. I, I think. We're headed in that direction. You can kind of see how things are with Russia and Ukraine, and that's all about oil and resources, coal and lithium. Now, you are actually debuting this documentary coming up Monday, July 18th, so close, coming up very soon, 7 and 9 p.m. at the Traverse to Sioux Treaty Site History Center in St. Peter, Minnesota. Has this been out anywhere else, or is this the first that people will be able to see this? And it's called The the Filmmakers? It's called The Filmmakers, and it's uh, pretty much the debut here, uh, probably worldwide. I'm not sure where it goes from here. It's entered into some uh, film fest competitions, festivals, and I, I'm hoping, you know, to get it out there. Who should come and see this? Because I notice on the, the picture for the promo is, says, the filmmaker's written and directed by Steve Ferkins, and then there's a big snowman that says, with a sign says, stop global warming. And, yeah. and then uh, it says, can two aliens, three news reporters, and a snowman motivate eight billion people to save themselves from the consequences of climate change? It's a call to action. So is that what you're hoping happens here when people see this? I mean, obviously to be entertained, but what else? Yeah, it is entertaining. I mean, it's a documentary, but it's also, you know, well, you know, with you heard about the aliens. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's science fiction. There's a lot of science involved in it, a lot of technical science, and it tells the story there. But it, it tells a lot of different stories. It's, it's fiction. We need both uh, science and fiction to, you know, save, save the world. And science fiction is... A lot of that is about the future, and there's lots of different scenarios in the future, and, and we're a lot in control of that as humans, and the, the snowman thing is uh, interesting. Uh, the snowman is kind of like a canary in a coal mine. It's, it's once the snowman and snow women and, you know, the polar bears and the ice caps, you know, once they're gone, humans are not far behind. So snowman uh, with his sign, stop global warming. It's kind of, it's a little meme, I guess, or it's a little, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a, yeah. <laughs> so are, is there actual snowmen or snow women characters in the movie? Yeah, yeah, there, oh, there, okay, there, there is one, you know, okay. and, uh, you know, the newscasters. The, the movie starts in, in Canyonlands uh, National Park where the aliens uh, land, mm-hmm. and uh, they chose these reporters to uh, film their news conference, and they, they like, like Karen said, it's uh, it's worse than we think. It's pretty bad, and we can see see that happening all around us. But they start in Canyonlands in the middle of the night, two two thirty seven, and the aliens land, and they give some warnings and send the uh, reporters off across the United States to to the network headquarters in New York. So they take a road trip. So it's a road trip movie too. And they okay. they they stop in all these places to you know document and tell the story about climate change from 
coal mines to fracking to oil to place of cattle and solar panels, windmills, you know, electric cars, nuclear energy. So on this road trip, they, they're making this documentary with... Uh, so this is based on real things that you could find oh. here on Earth now. Oh, Where yes. did you shoot all this? Was it local? Did you have to travel around to these places? I mean, to find these different scenarios? I knew about some of them, and, and that's when I, you know, write, wrote the the manuscript or the screenplay. I had to do all this research about a road trip that the, the filmmakers would go on, and so I wrote the script and set out the, the road trip that we would go on across middle America, and we ended up in uh, New York City and in front of the UN, kind of, and they, they would do a little summarizing, and the, at the end of the, the movie, this little this snowman figure with his sign is out protesting in front of the uh, UN, so... Uh, you don't really necessarily see the snowman till till the end, but uh, the snowman guy's been around for a while uh, at other protests and some some character. <laughs> and so, are these local actors? Are they people you hired from elsewhere? Where did all this take place? Uh, it was pretty strange how it all came about. COVID hit, and you know, sure. I didn't find any takers on the uh, you know producing the the movies. So well, my my wife said, "Well, why don't you do it yourself?" So I uh, you know I cashed in a bunch of retirement funds and uh, hired uh, five actors and a couple of cinematographers and local um, people or local. Most of them are local. Um, Kim Braun, Kimberly Braun, grew up in in uh, Mankato, and she her father uh, teaches at Gustavus, and she was teaching uh, theater there this past year at Gustavus, and will be back this fall to okay. teach again. And her husband Daryl's, uh, he's been doing some filmmaking and acting. They're both actors, and a local Somali immigrant plays one of the aliens, Omar. Abdalasis, uh, and so those those were local okay. people. And the other thing you've got is the soundtrack of this documentary oh. features Southern Minnesota musicians and bands, which is kind of cool. And a lot of them we recognize and have had on KMSU. Good night, Goldust, B Balm Fields, Ron Arsenault, Machico, Kelly Coyle, Ben Scruggs, Poor Lemuel. Uh, Chris Bertrand, Nate Boots, Captain Gravitone and the String Theory Orchestra, and Easy Jazz Trio. Like I said, we've had many of them on the the show itself, so that's kind of cool that it'll be the local musicians as a part of this. Oh, yeah, the the soundtrack is awesome. And, yeah, it's interwoven throughout the the news reports, on-site news reports as they travel. And, And also... Uh, throughout the movie there's there's the formal yeah there's the formal reporting from all these sites but then they have these informal little discussions about man all this all this stuff's going to cost a lot of money who's got the money where you know where is it going to come from how are we going to do that what what's the right mix between capitalism and socialism between private and government doing something about about climate change so these reporters are you know trying to figure this out money wise and and uh so there that's a good mix there aren't necessarily any answers it sounds like it's made to make you think about this or are there suggestions well, the aliens make some suggestions. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they, they 
They do, and, and that's part of the movie, and, and the filmmakers, the reporters, try to figure that out and advocate for some of them, and they come, you know, add some of their own thinking about it. We do have a lot of answers. There's a lot of answers, and there there is some progress with it, but we are in a deep, deep, deep hole when it comes to climate change. We've been delaying action for 50 years, and we've known about it for 50 years, and... Uh, it's been sabotaged by, you know, the oil industry, and that's been fairly well recorded, and we, we do the backstory on that in the movie, too. And so we're, we're in a hole, and we don't have any time to waste. The time is, the time is ticking, and uh, the U.N. panel's been issuing reports for 30 years. And they say we got maybe 10 years to figure this out, and then we hit a tipping point real soon. It's getting desperate. We got to do something. We got to get organized, and we have done a bunch. There's, you know, there's a lot of good news, and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of smart people and organizations already working on the climate change, but it, it seems all fragmented, and so we got to get it together real, real soon. And we have the technology, and we have smart people, but we also have a lot of interference and people with profit motives and in other areas and there's a lot of greed involved in 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 continuing the path we are but but but, you know think you know it's been amazing coal's been amazing and uh, oil it's 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 how we are where we are and and you know for whatever it is it's it's a crazy world that way technologically but a beautiful thing you know are we gonna have a happy ending here or are we gonna have an open-ended maybe not so happy ending in this this film in the movie yeah well it 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 says you know it's up to us you know the aliens come down they're they're not going to save us uh, you know and they 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 say we got the technology we got the smarts we got everything we need here we got all the resources we need we have the sun we just lack the political will to to do what we needs to do and you know they're not coming back to save us they we got to save ourselves was basically their message we got in this mess and we have to take care of the planet and it's you know there's a lot of theology actually involved in economics and science and who, who do you think this is targeted who have you targeted this at um well it's preaching to the choir some for sure <laughs> and trying to get them all together and singing together as a choir because mm-hmm. they're all kind of fragmented but but it there's some truth there some 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 facts and there's a story there's a you know the the story is all woven in there so trying to find some new people to get involved but partly you know it's aimed at the the young people for sure they're you know they're the ones that are going to have to save us it's not their their problem and they they they're going to have the biggest troubles my my kids and grandkids but i grew up in the 60s and 70s there was radical change going on in in all all areas of humanity and we got to get those 60 and 70 year olds to join the 30 and younger crowd uh, mm-hmm. to get together to uh, it, it, real soon to get the politicians and pushed to do something about this soon is this event on Monday July 18th at the Traverse de Sioux Treaty Site History Center, a free event, or is it? Uh, there's yeah, a- yeah, it's it's. So uh, anybody's welcome. Any everybody's welcome. It's free. 
the space is not huge, so... Come early if you want to get a seat for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably good. Okay, and so where do you hope it goes from here? Obviously, this is a a 7 and 9 p.m., so there's going to be two shows. Then that's in St. Peter. Then what? Then what? Uh, I'm... Yeah, I don't know how it's going to unfold. Like I said, it's it's entered into a bunch of film festivals and okay. you know hope, hoping to get it discovered and out there and uh, you know find some type of distributor. It's there's all these gatekeepers in, sure. in in the big world, so trying to partner and find someone that that the the movie speaks to. You know, uh, um, are you involved in activism yourself in terms of climate change activism? Uh, I have been for okay. a while and. I said this snowman figure has uh, uh, appeared <laughs> for a while at various climate change protests. And uh, Does it look like you by chance? I don't know. He he's <laughs> <laughs> can't see much. You just see his little face, <laughs> you know, out yeah. of his foam mattress, uh, cut out little uh, white snowman thing. Yes. But What else would you like people to know about this, Steve? Your uh, film called The Filmmakers, written and directed by Steve Ferkins. What else to know about it? Time is short. We've got to do something real soon. Uh, it's a call to action. Uh, it's not hopeless yet, but we, we're we in a deep hole, and, and you know the next three, four months is going to tell us a lot. I, I just uh, if <laughs> I can kind of visualize how things will, will, will go depends on depending on uh, the political system over the next three months or two years. We got to do something. So if you want to know more and see this, all you got to do is go to the Traverse de Sioux Treaty Site History Center in St. Peter. It's Monday, July 18th from 7 and 9 p.m. Is there a website they can find out more information, Steve? Uh, there is. It's part of the a Minnesota Original Music Festival event. So it's it, there's a whole week of activities in St. Peter with original music. Uh, there's lots of you know. So so I think at Minnesota Original Music Festival dot org. But but you can also go to my website curvism.com and find out more about philosophy uh, ideas about curvism. Yeah, that's a whole. That's your that's issue. your art theory, correct? Yeah, that's my art theory, and you know, writings. There's lots of writings on there, and paintings, and we're out of time, but we want to thank you for coming in and talking about this. Your Minnesota Original Music Festival event going to have an opportunity to view the filmmakers "Stop Global Warming," written and directed by Steve Ferkins. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Karen. Everyday is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union. With two locations in Mankato since 1934, it pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.